Hey everyone, it's time for a new episode of Countdown to Infinity and Avengers podcast. Now we're talking non-MCU movies uh, this season, uh, right before Black Widow, whenever that comes out. It got pushed back again uh, because of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Um, this week we're talking about Spider-Man 3 the sam raimi spider-man that everyone loves um yeah so we're talking about that but before we listen to that episode i just wanted to say that we're thinking about you we hope you're social distancing and say, staying safe um we've released all kinds of episodes from our patreon including mandalorian monday and countdown to skywalker and uh, the brand new fifth season Another season of Revenge of the Sequel comes out April 1st. We're super excited about that. Five years ago, we started podcasting together. Um, so we're excited for that anniversary. Um, if you want to support the pod, please do so. We know that it's rough out there, but um, you know we, we haven't escaped it either financially. I don't want to get too personal, but a couple of our other hosts are also uh, furloughed, just like everyone else. Um, but support the pod. Go to patreon.com slash delphinpod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. We really appreciate it. We have some amazing stuff there, including newer and advanced episodes of all the podcasts you love. Uh, but with, without further ado, enjoy the show. John, I know this is Countdown to Infinity, but uh, can you try? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not Revenge of the Sequel. That's not what I meant. I'm just like, I was just comparing to, like, you, you brought up the the news site and you you know, we were talking about what people really want. And it's just like it, I was just doing a comparison because, like, it, I'm, I mean, it's really nice that people um, listen to us in, in general. So, uh, yeah. So, what yeah. else? What else? <laughs> Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel podcast. We are in volume four. We're talking about non-MCU movies. And I'm really excited because this week we're talking about a really big one. Oh, man, it's so big. It's probably one of the biggest ones. It was at the time. Yeah. Still, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, my name's Emmanuel. What it is, it's Andrew. Hey, I'm John. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to listen to see if the dog needed to go out again. I'm just Did he poop? No, he didn't. That's the whole thing. But like, he has to come back inside, and like, I hate it when he does that. Because you don't want to leave him out there because of the 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 well, vermin gunks. Well, the thing is, it's not that. It's just like he. It's rainy too. He sometimes doesn't under not, like he doesn't know what he wants to do sometimes. Like, but he's confused. I don't know. Go on. Sorry. Uh, so we watched every single movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe leading up to Infinity War and Endgame, and uh, yeah, we really enjoyed it, but we decided to take a look back because the more you think about how well executed these Marvel movies are, um, and that's where I'm being very generous. They're... <laughs> Look, I feel like I'm about Damn, to like, just like pull a, Kevin Feige's pants down and give him give him a, a, a rim job. A rim job, but <laughs> what go, go on? <laughs> as generally, uh, oh fuck! <laughs> Should we just start over? No, I mean, all right, fine. You're going. Too far. I remember an email that we got from a listener. <laughs> yes, and Andrew's rim job joke, and uh, it went nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we got an email from a listener, and it said, "Hey, you know, I love your podcast. You guys are really great and really Ooh, funny." I hear a butt. But I listen to this with my 12-year-old son. <laughs> oh, well, to that person, we say, we say, why do you listen to this with your 12-year-old son? You we, freak. We have this explicit, the explicit yeah. lines on all of, all of the, I'm sorry. We're talking about rim jabs. But okay? thanks for listening. But yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> explain it. Uh, uh, have you ever been to... Uh, We're talking about basketball. It's when the ball yeah, goes exactly. around the rim. 
all the way around a couple a couple times and it feels so good it's really wet sometimes (laughs) because of how sweaty the ball gets that's a real rim job baby um what was i saying oh but uh you can't really credit the success of the marvel studios (laughs) movies without uh, looking back at the history of Marvel and how we saw the Spider Verse and it really opened our minds <laughs> as to what the Marvel universe could be. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of trial and error as we've seen. It's a lot of licensing. It's a lot of trusting filmmakers and producers and writers of of things that you may not know. And and uh, this is really where we talking about Kevin Feige, me giving him a, an, an RJ. Um, but this is where he cut his chops, like making and and commenting and doing the studio notes Under the for a lot of these movies. Of Avi Arad. Under the wings. And people don't know he has wings, but he's an angel among right, us. Exactly, yeah. He um <laughs> yes, you're right. He he did um he was up and coming when he um, when all these um you know non MCU movies came about, like you yeah. know, the the big I would like to say the uh what's the age of comic books, like the golden age of comic books? What's yeah. what's before the uh the current the bronze age is like right now. Silver right? age. So well, this is, is this golden, silver, silver and they're gonna run out of current. shit. So this is the silver no, I would assume the Marvel thing is the Silver Age of stuff. So this is still I think golden era era of superheroes where yep. you kind of like they're studio driven, like non Marvel studio driven. And they're like they're they're big and grand and like, you know, they're kind of a little bit romantic, reminiscent of the uh, old Superman movies. And, Can you read um, my mind? Um, <laughs> and this one, the one that we're talking about today, is kind of it's, it's one of those movies. It's actually the um, the first, uh, not the first, one of the blunder blunders, one of the first drags. Yeah, mm. the, I guess in that case, one of, the more noticeable, like, one of the more noticeable like one of the more noticeable like flaws. Oh my god! The superhero ones, I, guess. I guess system. you can say that. I guess we're go- we're going towards the negative route already. But like, it's just <laughs> that's why we're talking about Avengers and no <laughs> triggered. Um, no, we're we're talking about Spider Man three. <laughs> the direct the Sam Raimi directed Spider Man. Sam Raimi di- and 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 I was talking about trusting filmmakers and things like that. But Sam Raimi got the reins of one of Marvel's largest, not largest in size, but largest in stature uh characters, characters yeah. spider-man yeah, they're, they're like he got, character really and well i'm sure we'll talk about those other movies at some point maybe i don't know but um this is this is the last of that era of the spider-man toby Maguire, kirsten dunn's james franco movies that really shaped the early 2000s when it came to big budget mm-hmm. breaking records um, superhero movies because this this wasn't uh, there was uh, we we're kind of used to it now but there are superhero movies four or five coming out every year now right yeah but at the time there was maybe one or mm-hmm. two you might get an X Men in there at the same a time fantastic and four was, or a blade yeah. might slip it was in. usually a movie like this like it was everyone was waiting for the next Spider Man movie yeah or the next uh you know because I think Batman Begins started in the middle of all this so like and it didn't really take off yet because it, it wasn't time for the Dark Knight yet. But yes, exactly. You got you know, you know you got um yeah you got an X Men movie like every two years or so, and then you got like a a Spider Man movie, and then you had like Blade studios Trinity. buying up yeah, and then you yeah. had Fantastic Four two. You had studios 42. buying up other other properties like that, so you get like a Hulk or mm. Fantastic Four Is or stuff f- like that. Ghost as Rider. We're, as we're watching these um, non MC movies, don't you find it's a little freeing to be like I don't have to worry about continuity continuity or when did this happen like or yeah. or how is this connected or where's the cameo do you coming? remember in that captain america movie when they recruited uh ant-man to the uh and you know well you yeah, gotta like, you gotta stay in your seat you gotta wait till after the credits yeah yeah uh, yes exactly isn't I think it a little freeing to watch just a, a movie it nope. totally is kind oh, of or, sorry mean, a theme park <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, nice. i think it is like it's, it's really funny i think that's why what's going to uh unless the mcu does something soon to its own continuity 
Um, it's going to be very hard for that to keep it up. I mean, I guess in, in this case, Feige kind of knows what's going on anyway. So I guess that's the silver lining there. But like, imagine like, you know, 15 more movies down the line, like you really do have to like go back and watch every single one of these other ones just yeah. so you can know what's going on in your own like Marvel movie. Or what, That's what, crazy. what matters, whether something's going to be spoiled. Like it's, right, it's right. Kinda, but it's Spider-Man 3 is, uh, it does have some continuity because there are two other Spider-Man Spider- movies yeah, that came exactly. out and we'll talk about it later on, but there was a planned fourth one fourth to come one. out mm-hmm. soon. Um, but yeah, uh, let's talk first about because I think this is the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie that uh, we, we're talking about on Volume Four. But what does Sam Raimi? What, what do his Spider-Man movies mean to you guys? The world. Oh shit! He's, he's holding a gun to my head. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you throw some respect on his name, um, bitch? Well, and we were. Um, I'm. I'm not sure if uh, where our Sam Raimi fandom came from. I'm not sure if it was before this or after this, but. Um, at one of these points, we caught on to his Evil Dead uh, movies, mm. and I'm not sure if it was because of these uh, Spider-Man movies, but I remember falling in love with just everything that um, he R- did. Remy did, yeah. yeah, yeah, and like I, I was, I mean, I saw the fucking Oz, Great and Powerful, you know. I, I, I that was watched, pretty good. Yeah, Dutch yeah. angle, baby. <laughs> He's a Dutch. Yeah, and I'm a t- typical Raimi trope. And For I'm love t- of the game <laughs> with Kevin Costner. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> to me, he was uh, he was one of those early filmmakers like George Romero and stuff like that that I really like latched onto and really kind of molded what I saw that cinema could do. I think we might have been freaked out by Evil Dead before the Spider-Man movies. Like Remember the first Evil or this maybe the first Evil Dead movie or yeah. second Evil Dead movie. I think we saw those and then and then we had. I don't think we we made the connection at the time, but then when Spider Man came out, we we're like, oh, it's the same filmmaker, same guy. Cool. Yeah, he's he's he he has a very uh, Dark Man was another thing that we grew Dark up on, Man. which is also like a Sam Raimi movie. He has he, he has a he 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 is a I, I think an auteur. Like he has a very he has sensibilities that he puts in everything that he does. It's interesting when Robert Rodriguez was on our podcast, favorite sequel. Evil, Evil Dead, Dead too, too. Well, and, and I think it's because of that independent. Um, I, I remember watching behind the scenes of Spider Man, um, and seeing him wearing a suit every day on like, set, like the cock. What Hitchcock? Oh yeah, like the cock. Sorry, <laughs> the cock. I don't call him the cock, um, yeah. but yeah, I guess the cock would wear suits too. So, but but it was because he. <laughs> I'm sorry, you listen to this with your two real. I know sorry. we've talked about rim, art, rim jobs, cocks. Uh, yeah, Hitchcock though. Yeah, yeah, sure, but the rim job's not Hitchcock, <laughs> unless it was. Do you think Alfred Hitchcock ever got a rim job? Uh, probably not something that I. I don't know if anyone has enough to. saliva it's, it's, to cover it's, it's, the surface. But also, area. it's a dated concept. That's true, um, uh, but but uh, but yeah. So Sam Raimi, who is like a, a god to a lot of independent filmmakers, like Robert Rodriguez, because when he was like younger than us, he went around collecting money to make Evil Dead. And shot it on a zero dollar budget yeah. on film. And you and know who his editors were? The Cohen brothers. Whoa! It's just it's so crazy because like he's one of those people like uh, Kevin Smith or like Robert Rodriguez who like self made. Uh, mm. They risked it all and bet it all on on themselves. On themselves, and, yeah. their first movie, yeah. literally door to door making you know gaining money and stuff. And, and I think that's what's gaining weight. Okay, Jesus <laughs> Christ, yeah, like the cock. <laughs> um, but I think there's a lot to say about how he got the the Spider Man role because I feel like this was also just like how the MCU gambled on Iron Man, but I think Sony definitely gambled on or Columbia d- uh, gambled on Sam Raimi. Um, and I think him being an independent filmmaker who knew how to, uh, you know, put everything out on the screen helped out because that first Spider-Man movie did really, really well. Um, yeah, that that one is my favorite one, and I can acknowledge that the second one might be a better movie, but 
It's, uh, my favorite one is the first one. I mean, it's definitely the best origin story of Spider-Man. Don't it's, you think? It's very cinematic. I think like someone was saying, um, I forgot who the fuck it said a couple of years ago. It was something. It was an article I was reading online, and they interviewed this person on how the movie was made. And I think Spider-Man One has a perfect, like, it's a perfect movie origin Whoa, story. Oh, you hear that, Citizen Kane? You can fuck right no, off. I mean, a perfect <laughs> movie origin because, like, it's it's it it plays loosely with the. I mean, it's obviously like. Um, it's obviously kind of, it's respectful to the source material, but it is its own thing. Like it is very much its own, um, you know, and it's made for, you know, it's obviously the, the modifications are made only for the movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's just, it's a perfect, like the way when you first saw Superman, like, mm. you know, um, Chris Reeves Superman for the first time, like how that's a very perfect cinematic superhero. Yeah. And the same thing goes for like the dark Knight, like Nolan's Batman, like a very cinematic like you know um cinematic batman or are they now More every so batman than, is that well yeah it's true but like also like it's uh, in comparison to like a Zack snyder batman which is like you know very much comic booky like yep. very very comic booky um spider-man the raimi spider-man that first movie too is just it kind of hits those beats like i think i think drew and i have said it multiple times that it, it's reminiscent of we keep comparing it to the chris reeve superman because it's kind of like that like it's yeah it's grand it's epic it's romantic mm-hmm. like there's a um you know the, at the heart of it it's a love story between you know the two characters it's kind of it's kind of dated too he's kind of like that nerd you know there's no nerds like that in, yeah. the, in, in like school anymore where it's like let's throw a paper balls at, at the, bullied yeah. and shit <laughs> yeah exactly and so like i think it's a different type of yeah. of, ner- of like uh, bullying that idealized happens. like it's idealized from like you know an old timing like you know like maybe the 50s and 60s. so much of spider-man Man and oh, two and three that we're going to talk about now, Sam Raimi Spider Man. So much of it is iconic and and just even visually, um, he, he you know I, obviously there's a lot of Spider Man uh, art that's already in the comic books, but a lot of what happens in the Spider Man movies is, is what we think of when we think of Spider Man. Um, I'm, I'm I'm thinking specifically about that Spider Cam, the camera they invented for the first Spider Man to the have NFL. it to have it swing around, and now it's. Part mm-hmm. of all of the sports games that we see. Hopefully Sam Raimi gets a cut of that sweet, sweet moolah. But just to have uh, the visual sense of Sam Raimi is really exciting, too, because he is not a conventional uh, filmmaker in that sense. And I think mm-hmm. you get these really cool sequences uh, that really show just how much fun he likes to have in, with his movies. The, the the fucking Doc Ock scene uh, in, in part two that is like Evil Dead with his yes, tentacles. Yes, like a horror movie scene. That's a oh, great God, sequence, an amazing sequence. We're going to fast forward through all those to talk about the Spider third Spider-Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> now my mood just went down. <laughs> this is kind of a peak Spider-Man or like peak superhero. I think to the point where much, like... Maybe like overstuffed you know, And Spider-Man. I think it's to the point where like now it's so big that they're like, hey, guess what? It's a studio movie now and now you have less control and now you need to put Venom in it and now you need to, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure like his original pitches would obviously have been better than the final product, but he, again, did, now it's becoming too big for like your own good and like now you can't take those risks with that character because now, you know, we want it to be... to show, sell this and yeah, exactly. to do yep. that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going I'm to tell you guys, so obviously this is a sequel and i'm gonna give you guys the the year 2007 the movies that came out that year mm-hmm. and uh this We're will kind of help on revenge of the sequel also fuck it. maybe yeah fuck it <laughs> uh, uh half the work double the the downloads um <laughs> the highest grossing film of the year pirates of the caribbean at world's end is that the third one or the that's second the third one? one i think i think Jesus that's the wrap yeah, that was yeah. number one we're number one with a bullet, $963 million. Fuck. This is how crazy it is. There were no billion-dollar movies this year, and this year alone, Disney has had seven, or like they've had an insane amount of billion dollars, whatever. Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix, number Spider-Man two. 3, number three, Shrek the Third, 
Damn, that movie came out this year. Tra- the first Transformers movie came out this My year. My name is Optimus Prime. Ratatouille, I Am Legend, The Simpsons movie, National Treasure, Book of Secrets, and 300 uh, came out uh, this year. Release a Snyder Cut. You talk about um, you talk about uh, the Coen Brothers. The Oscar went to for best film went to No Country for Old Men. Old Men. And they kind of swept the Oscars that year. Um, I remember the Coens. Yeah, because Spider Man Three was my last year of high school, or like going into my final year of high school. So yep. I, I do remember that summer very, very well. And I sure do remember Three Hundred, baby. Mm. And we're doing workouts right now. Oh, Three Hundred oh, was pump, that year too. Pump. Yeah, Ma- 300 Michael Fassbender. Oh shit! I thought it was earlier than that. Fuck. Gerard B- Baudelaire. <laughs> As well, um, but yeah, that's kind of the world that Spider-Man Three came came from, which is insane because a lot of those movies are better than this one. <laughs> I know that's what I like. It it uh, there were multiple sequels that came out that year, and a lot of them did the same thing of kind of wrapping up the the entire world while getting bigger and better. I think of the list that we said. That's gonna sound weird because they're not great movies, but At World's End did a pretty good job of you know with with the. There was three more movies after that. I know, but the, it, the, it, this wraps up the Davy Davy Jones locker. Does it really? Because it comes back around. <laughs> does it really? Yeah, I don't remember. the last one. Yeah, it does wow. come back around the last one. Uh, just a couple other things we'll talk about before we talk about what we thought about the movie. This, at the time, was the most expensive movie ever made. The budget, $260 million for that's, Spider-Man that's 3. That's a giant budget, actually. Um, Even by today's, ro- set, by today's standards, that's a giant budget. That's Robert Downey Jr.'s paycheck on Endgame. <laughs> on I'm one movie. Yeah. Uh, on actually, little. do you know who what the highest paycheck for one movie is? I looked at this update because I was curious. Like, by today? Like, like including everything yeah ever? including everything ever made uh you're trying to make us guess or are you gonna tell I us i mean you get you can guess and Wait, i'll tell you john go no i want to know what, john refuses to you know, guess this, this is a game now <laughs> yeah uh who would it be it, drew uh actor an actor it's an actor Robert one Daniel a Jr. single actor who made the most from from one movie wait uh the rock okay no ready shit keanu reeves for the matrix uh the second one matrix oh, okay. reloaded um, here's why to say Mark Wahlberg here's for the all the money is, in the world is uh, for for the risk of the movie they they some sometimes they get percentage of box office that was the that was the per, uh, Keanu Reeves made so much money from his his chunk of uh, the Matrix box office thing really it's, it's kind of crazy how uh, much was it you didn't uh, say uh, over a hundred million dollars it's like a hundred something Holy million shit dollars. that's a budget of a movie it's yeah crazy. that's what he got himself and then the uh, the highest uh, grossing actress is well known now it's Sandra Bullock for Gravity. She got. She took uh, sixty million dollars home because she got percentage of box office. Um, welcome back to our podcast. How much percentage money you make? Box, yeah. Nothing makes you feel poorer than knowing what someone did. How much money someone got for one thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's more money than I'm ever gonna make in Imagine my life. Imagine the taxes on those things, though. Yeah, fucking taxes. I had to pay oh, taxes. Not, not, apparently not. A <laughs> hundred million. The Panama Can Papers. Look it up. Look up the Panama, the Panama Papers. papers. And you'll know they paid probably nothing. Do in you taxes. have to pay taxes off of the stuff that you earn for box office? Me? Yeah. Not you. Yeah, uh, the cloth. I have to pay <laughs> half of my short films uh, box office. So negative four hundred dollars. All right, here we go. Let's talk about Spider Man Three. What do you guys think about this movie? Um, I remember <laughs> being super duper excited for this movie. Um, me being um, at the time I was very excited to see because it. I know that like you know the the advertised storyline was the um was the sandman storyline which you know i've never been a big flint marco guy but whatever um but it's you know they've they've always teased the they always tease the arrival of venom which is like a very like you know it was kind of very teaserish a very like, cool it, like it in like the, the kewl character wise were, like, were you surprised because Ven- venom is basically the it's an anti-spider-man like yeah it's basically and one of his like, big and if not his biggest 
don't well, know if there's the, quite a few actually. Yeah, but the <laughs> thing about Venom is like Venom was created very late in Spider-Man's like rogues gallery. Like he was created what late like late eighties or early nineties around yep. there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was um, his visual is really cool. When you kind of like pull back, and you're just like kind of oh, okay, cool. Like I guess he could seem cool, but grunge. He did become one of most. Um, That's it. One of Spidey's most recognizable. I think he's probably the most recognizable Spider-Man villain. Like yeah. recognizable, yes. because he looks like Spider Man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Same and powers, kind of. Yeah. He's they, just a um, thick boy, and he like he has a popularity, definitely. Like in a way, you know, you know, he's kind of like in a. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, was, I guess I was gonna, you know, generalize a, a population, but I guess not. Like I was gonna say, like it was kind of cool in like in a rock star type of way. Like you, you, you see this, like kind of like the way you would see like heavy metal art. Are you, or are you a rocker fool? Well, that's the thing. Is like I, I, I was trying to walk that back, but I just yeah. said. Um, but, um, it was kind of cool like that. You mean like it's, it's, um, Venom is really like a tough guy character and it's like, you know, it's, it's just, they always use the word badass for Venom, yeah. even like in the, on the back of that Venom, that Venom movie with Tom Hardy. Um, and no one's more badass than Topher Grace. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. And that, I was getting to that point. And then <laughs> it was just intriguing to know that Topher Grace was going to be Venom. Cause I'm just like Topher Grace, like the guy. I, at, I was like, already thinking like this motherfucker's like eating like 50 cows a day. Like he's um, going to get, he's trying to work out a million times. Bulk. 300 came out this year. What the fuck? People can get swole. But and, and uh, then you think about it and like, it, it kind of makes sense on why they chose him because they're looking for like a, a bizarro Toby Maguire. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, Tom McGuire isn't that big. He's kind of he's kind of off yeah. in, in that same I kind like of that way. I like that angle, like because that's the angle they they kind of um, go with in this movie that he's kind of like just the anti yeah. the anti Peter Parker. He's like Parker, super basically. creepy, like telling lies, stalking yeah. Gwen Stacy, I'm and sorry, like I, uh, uh, photoshopping shit to get ahead have, of lies. Yeah, they and, have like the same job and everything, but apparently super, like because like, I think in the background notes and you don't see this in the movie, but it's apparently like they're mirror images of each other. But like you know, Eddie Brock um, in this movie or. The character is supposedly had like a terrible childhood, as oh. opposed to um to to Peter Parker's childhood. You know he was he didn't end up with uh, yeah. he didn't end up with Donna in the '70s show. Yeah, he didn't, and that's why he. <laughs> I, I, I kind of derailed it by really. asking about Venom. I, uh, what were your well, first no, but, thoughts? But yeah, Sorry. But, um, <laughs> watching Spider-Man three, I remember watching it and being like, I thought this was okay. I think it's like it's, it's weird compared to the first two movies because it's um it's a lot, and it, it just keeps shit just keeps happening in this movie as opposed to the other one. Like, hey, you know, hashtag shit happens. Well, it's just like, you know, there's always stuff like Venom, you know, we were talking about Venom, but Venom doesn't come out until the third act. Like he's literally created, like there's no need for him to be created in this movie really. Yeah. But like he is created in the third act and then like, in, and then in a weird twist of things, the main antagonist. Yeah. Because the entire movie, it is supposed to be like, you know, the Sandman's movie. There are three antagonists yeah, in yeah, this movie. Yeah, exactly. And this is where it comes from. Like, and no one wants to do more than two villains now because of this movie now. Because apparently, like, you know. Until, Jolene, until like, another Spider-Man movie. Or, I mean, or, we're, or we're talking about Batman Matt, movie. Yeah, we were talking about Matt Reeves' Batman movies, which has like uh, his entire the fucking. The Penguin, the Riddler, Catwoman. Uh, yeah, uh, his entire rogue, rogues gallery. Yeah. Or, or like Joker, where everyone's the villain. <laughs> America. But I like. Um, fucking Oscar. I think watching it when at the time it came out, I, I, I kind of liked it. Like um, and then it doesn't really age well as you as you watch it in comparison to the other two movies. So like um, my feelings on it have changed. But I remember kind of being okay with it when it came out at the time. Like the prequels type of thing. Mm. Um, I remember it being it our, was very our first, first Blu-ray. Yeah, like damage, John. You took it. My you took my shit. Your, your time was over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, it was the very first Blu-ray. I remember that we bought a PS3 and Sony was like, "Hey, that is true. Take this movie because <laughs> it would play." The, yeah, I remember yeah. that. And remember, uh, Xbox had their HD DVD. There was like a competition of like, oh. "Hey, uh, Xbox, we can do HD DVDs." Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then they lost, of course. Yeah. Oh shit. But uh, yeah, and so um, I don't know. I and you know. 
thinking that this one was going to be good is justified because of the first two. And you're like, the first two were really good. And so you go in thinking that this one's going to be really good. And then it kind of just fell short, which is, uh, I mean, whatever. Uh, the studio uh, kind of intervened, and they were like, "We need Ven- we need to sell toys, bitch!" Like you know, you know maybe I, at some point. Or we're I gonna talk no about all the villains later on, but a lot of them were not choices that Sam Raimi made. Let's right. just say that exactly. yeah. even like the Green Goblin two, like that, that that one, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, who you made- think he was cooler with his no? Snowboard? He, he made him look like a fuck boy. Like he looked like he was. Hey, he was James like, Franco. I had to make a joke like when he arrived. It's the Silver Surfer. Yeah, he was like, like he was like surfing in. I was like, "What the fuck, Cowabunga, dude!" Like, yeah, what you, the didn't, fuck? you didn't like when he had amnesia for ten minutes. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Uh, I thought it was super weird, like that Green Goblin two stuff. Like I don't know. Like it was natural. The thing is, like, like did, it's hinted did, at at the end of the second one. You're like, okay, this is gonna be cool. Well, because yeah, and then you, think, you cool. start to think you're like hobgoblin holy Ooh. fuck like this is a thing like this is totally a thing and then you see it and you're like wait what like he's wearing a fucking paintball yeah. mask and he's got a fucking <laughs> surfboard and like you know I, what the, he's got a sword we can go into a ton of snowboard it's a snowboard not a surfboard we can Whatever. go into a lot of uh, detail later but i i feel like i actually liked his character more than i like peter parker oh shit does that make sense like oh not not like in, a, in the way it was like executed or written or anything but just empathetically i was like oh man because he peter's a kind, kind of a, of dick. a tragic oh, yeah. um yeah it's like, kind of a tragic character in this yeah, like harry becomes, osborne's pretty good i fine especially after their their fight um and, and you know he becomes burned and scarred yeah. in the face like it's it's kind of heartbreaking a little bit yeah i think a lot of things are weird in this movie for sure a lot of things I, are you weird. Know, uh, yeah. i'll say what i i thought about you know initially if, I, i'm in the same boat you guys obviously i was uh young and just having a okay, Spider-Man movie. This age. I've always been like this. Uh, speaking of old, the, the screenwriter, um, uh, let me find his name. 200. Alvin Sargent was 80 years old when he wrote Spider-Man 3. That uh, makes sense now, actually, a little bit more. He's Oscar winning. He's won two Oscars. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, but he got paid. For what? He got, he got paid um, uh, over... They say seven figures to write Spider-Man 3, which is insane. That's um, cool. I know. Uh, let's see. I keep talking about money. What, what's yeah, happening exactly. What's going on with you? <laughs> I'm, it's going through rough times right now. You got <laughs> money signs on your eyes. Oh, boy. You know, I did a BuzzFeed uh, thing to see which SpongeBob character I was. Guess who I was? Mr. Krabs. I was Mr. Krabs. Kind of yeah. crazy, right? Because yeah, you caught Krabs last week. Oh, yeah. It makes sense. Hey, I ain't cheap. <laughs> All the change I put in my pocket disappears because of the crabs that I have. I might be not a good joke. Um, but yeah, so I really love this movie, but on the rewatch, it does good feel, setup. there are a lot of things in the movie that made me feel like it was a little bit surreal. Like it wasn't even set in the same a lot of stuff universe felt, in a weird I, way. I, I feel like they reshot a lot of it. Yeah. Like there was a lot of like, let's go back and re redo this part or let's retool yeah. the script or whatever. Because again, lot, lots of stuff happens and you're like, why did it? And Why then, did it happen? You know, the high of Spider-Man Two was pretty high. Like Alfred Molina's character was a was a pretty good villain. Mm-hmm. They just want they won an Oscar. Spider-Man Two won an Oscar for visual effects for and, and, and other things. For the, look at this photograph. Yeah. Should I keep going? Every time I they do say it, that a hero could say oh, I don't know any other ones. John, you got to get that, it on I the Nickelback. I think that's the one that I'm Andrew's saying. That's from Spider-Man here. One. Oh yeah, you're right. Fuck. Do you know what's funny? <laughs> Um, whatever. Uh, so you're like, you know how much money Nickelback made that year? Huh. Nickels. Nickels, five cents. Huh. Money. I don't have that. I don't have five cents. Um, but yeah, so I, but on the rewatch, you do kind of, 
You're right. Like, there's not that much that connects the things that are happening. And when it is connected, it happens by happenstance. There's specific examples. The, when, when, uh, the central plot, which is the Uncle Ben murder. Yeah, that's a, a weird retcon. <laughs> Brock is happens to be in the church that Spider-Man is on top of, oh, and yeah, that's how yeah. he gets the venom. Like, there's so much of this movie that just happens because it it it, it needs, needs to, to happen yeah. like you know the even when the the venom's weakness something falls and make it, no, and the, the sound and the you're energy. like oh yeah. now he's that, that's the thing you know to do but he's it's like stomp starts yeah, like fucking oh. playing like stomp and shit <laughs> he's drum. like there's no tubes this is he starts to have some fucking clap his shit up. <laughs> let's go to stomp yeah, yeah exactly but it, and the maybe the, just clap very loud then like, yeah, yeah. at this point yeah, like the spider-man clap <laughs> There's a lot of like going back and doing things to for for Aunt May's storyline, but I and and then there's the and I I thought about because I just watched Marriage Story recently, but the uh, Mary Jane Peter Parker is like a prequel to the Marriage Story. She be, she becomes jealous of his success and he stops paying attention to her. That is actually a very interesting aspect yeah. of this movie. Too bad it's it's kind of like buried underneath all this other shit that's happening. Yeah. Like, Although that that is like I think like some of the more interesting parts of this movie is the triangle between that and, and Gwen Stacy, you mm. know, who's played by Bryce Dallas. It's Howard. a square because James Franco is yeah, there exactly. too. Oh, yeah, you're right. uh-huh. It's James a love square. Yeah. <laughs> and you know Aunt May's been looking at James Franco too, so what is that? <laughs> a, a Pentagon. A Pentagon? Pentagon nine eleven. But what do you guys think about the uh I mean we what, Shit. what do you think about the humor of this movie? Because I this movie is nope. probably the most memed spy, most meme superhero movie. <laughs> But does oh, that? I mean, you're talking about the jazz scene. I can't specifically. fucking do it. <laughs> but what do you think about oh. the the parts of this movie? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't. I, it, Raimi's always had a weird humor for things. Yeah. It doesn't. It has nothing to do with maybe like this movie. He's silly. He's a silly. Yeah, dude. he's a silly. Like because he, he learned comedy from like Three Stooges stuff. So like you know, it's it's very slapsticky. Um, the humor in this though is kind of a little too heavy. Um, I think as I think. <laughs> The humor is getting better. Like I think it, the humor actually in this movie is aging better than the than the yeah. other the serious aspects of this movie. I found some funny parts that weren't supposed to be funny. Like when James Franco does have, oh, I keep calling, but when Harry Osborn has that amnesia and he keeps saying like, "You guys are like my best friends." Oh and like, yeah, when yeah. he kept saying that, "Oh, you guys would never do anything." I laughed. <laughs> I was like, "This is you'll, funny." You'll get your rent I when know. you fix this damn door. Oh yeah, that's actually pretty funny. Like, here's here's my here. I know it's that's not a rent-free country. I know that's one of the silliest parts of the movie. But here's my argument for that making sense including the jazz part <laughs> here's my argument for uh, it. there's a part where he takes his coat off and like oh. it zooms in on gwen stacy and, her and like hair. the wind like hits oh, yeah. her and you're like what the <laughs> fuck? he's like he's like pointing at girls on the street it, Yo, but here's yeah. my thing so i think that the idea that the venom doesn't really suit him not just because it Literally. changes him, but it doesn't fit who he is as a person, makes that part, even though it's really surreal in how cinematic, quote unquote, it is, and old school cinematic it is. And I think that's because partially why it kind of makes sense. Because he's good, he's wacky, but if because Brock is bad, it fits him more. Yeah, like he, he's trying to be cool, but it huh. just isn't working. Does that make sense? That's I a guess stress. So, just, yeah, I think but, I was kidding. But, but I appreciate you trying that's to my, try to reason yeah, it. Yeah, that's my reasoning for it, even though it, it comes off as one of the silliest, weirdest. For sure. <laughs> and also ends with him hitting Mary J. Like yeah. It, oh, yeah, Mary Jane. It goes across yeah, the sure. spectrum in this. It does, yeah. And it, it's kind of weird, though, because you don't ever get, you know... I mean that that Domestic jazz scene is violence. when he, well that jazz scene he gets very violent and you had no hint of that earlier like he's just douchey 
Yeah. Which is like funny because like, you know, when when um when the uh when the symbiote is actually on Peter Parker in the comics, like, you know, it does kind of change his personality, but not like in a weird way like the way this one does. Like, like it, he becomes yeah. emo. Yeah, like in, he actually he becomes like a hair. different personality, which I guess you he, either trying to aim that aim at that in this movie, and I guess because I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping over my words because like he does technically change his personality, but not like enough to be like a threat. I guess I'm not yeah. sure. Like it's just uh, until like you know he becomes violent right there with Mary Jane. You know, you can make the the case too that he's at his weakest point when it takes over because he just found out that Uncle Ben was murdered by Sandman. Right. He's, it's almost like a drug. Like you see, he puts it on kind of like just and he leaves yeah. it on. Like Mar- then- uh, Mary Jane's not talking to him anymore. Like it's he's at his lowest point. So you and then he's having troubles at work. So he's vulnerable for that to happen. He fixes his hair differently. He, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like on. most of this movie, he's really, really full of himself. Like, and that's what I was begin- saying. Like, I fucking hate like, this guy. He's like happy about it. And like, he's like, they have a parade. And like, it's funny because he tells Mary Jane like, hey, I'm going to swing in from there. But and then he's telling this girl like, hey, kiss me right now in front of my girlfriend. Which is also kind of sexual harassment Yeah. It? And I'm like, what yes, the fuck is, is it's, going on? It's very terrible. On? Yeah. She's like, that's our kiss. Yeah. And I was like, what did you think was going to happen? He does this whole weird like dance number with uh Gwen Stacy and, to, and like, all, like to he, piss he, off Mary he's Jane. Trying to, yeah. He's trying to bang every woman that he knows. The girl who's making him cookies at the apartment. And he's, he's just trying to bang, he, He's uh, like, go Miss, grab me some milk, bitch. What is it? Uh, Elizabeth Banks is uh, uh, Brent. Yeah, Eddie Brent. Yeah, and he's and trying that, to fuck the Daily Bugle too. He's like, give me the give me the daytime job, triple the salary. That, you know, that's that's interesting <laughs> because if Sam Raimi is influenced by a lot of older cinema, then that is what shows someone being a badass. Does that make sense? Like getting all the girls, like yes, classic right, high uh-huh. school, taking uh, taking their jobs, taking uh, their jobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's changing true. That, that your is, hair. That is the yeah. That is a you literally know, a very suiting old up, like like going in and buying new new yeah. deets, pointing at girls on the street. That is a very old school concept of badassery. Yeah. Wearing yeah. eyeliner and sliding on ch- on a chair in a in a jazz club. Yeah, where your ex girlfriend waits tables, and you can tell like he that hit that's his instinct to go that way. Watch literally any other Sam Raimi thing, and you know that's the instinct. And and I feel like the 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 thing that that makes his characters very interesting is they do these things that are over the top and silly, but they do it in earnestly. Like they're not in on the joke. They are like, he's, 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 he's serious about it. If you watch Ash versus the evil dead, it's over the top and funny, but he's like, he's serious about what he's doing. Oh, Does that make it. sense? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not like they're smirking and laughing the whole time. And that's Sam Raimi. That's his movies. Shit. Have you seen My Ash versus the evil dead? No. Uh, yeah, I have, I've seen a couple. You need to watch I've that whole show. It it's actually it. really, it's really, really you, good. You, he's you, in the, he's in this movie. He's the yeah. waiter. Yeah. Did you like Ashford Seawood? Well, it's pretty funny. Like yeah, it's, it's a funny. really funny I fucking show. Love it. Like, it was one of the best TV shows that I saw that year. It's fun. It's a, it's, it's, a, a, it's really Bruce fun. Campbell is just great. Like it knows, it's just, it's charisma. It's just, it knows what it is for yeah. sure. And I think that's what, uh, I, I think just, that, but that being said, I think that show kind of, tarnished the evil dead legacy because now everyone Ooh. not really no hold on sorry i'm trying to walk that back here ah. i don't think evil dead will ever be a serious franchise anymore because of that show oh fair enough i'm cool with that uh, yeah the remake yeah the remake but, like, the remake isn't getting a sequel so like, maybe no. it's not like you know uh, i didn't think zombie land was gonna get a sequel. Uh, i guess you're right yeah shit yeah, yeah. And, hey, and the, hey. the remake is a different like that's a whole maybe ash comes out at the very end and says groovy yeah, you're right it, he it, does yeah i know but see like that's the whole thing is like what it's like the franchise. Hey, like, there's a multiverse, Raimi's original baby. franchise. Raimi's <laughs> original Evil Dead true. franchise was always meant to be like what he made it into, which yeah. is like this 
it's scary, but there's very comedic romp that's yeah. happening. Like, watch the Ash vs. Evil Dead show. It gets fucking weird, like, oh, like yeah, so with dimensions and yeah. stuff. And so, like, there's a even in the comic books where he goes to fight fucking Freddy and Jason, and he goes to fight zombies. the Marvel zombies. Ash versus the Marvel zombies. It happens. You know, in a yeah, and in, in a way, the Spider-Man three kind of is. The one of the most Raimi movies. Yeah, it's, it's very Raimi because it's very. Uh, I mean, there are some, uh, like I, I would say, like terror, not terror. I don't even know what you would call them. But there's the there's you know the Green Goblin stuff that's kind of creepy. Green goblins mm-hmm. and yeah. even the way it's shot. Yeah. I guess it's in the yeah, that's in the details, like the way the the, the symbi- filmmaking is the like, symbiote ready to crawl up in that ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like the zoom ins, yeah, like the oh. very like a ama- like you know that immediate sim- zoom ins. That's one of the moments that the just faces. happens too. Is when when they're on the web in Central Park. That just so happens to be where the symbiote crashes. Yeah, uh-huh. like it's very convenient, I guess, mm-hmm. in that way. Ugh. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna play a game, and then we're gonna come back and talk oh, more Spider Man Three. Game. This game's gonna be really fun. Maybe. It, fun, it, fun's it, relative. Fun for the listeners. Uh, tough for you guys. Oh, Ooh, shit. Oh, that's all right, what I'll say. It. All right. Hello. Mr. Parker. Dr. Connors here. Oh, Dr. Connors. How are you? Quite a specimen you left me, Parker. Its chemistry is not unlike the chondritic meteorites of the 70s. Welcome back to the podcast. We're playing a fun game. Oh, you guys have to go to buzzin.live. That's the other thing I'll tell you. Oh, shit. Here's what we're doing. Um, This game is called uh, uh, Kids. (laughs) Not the scary movie. movie? So this movie, uh, Spider-Man 3, has quite a few well-known child actors, whether it's Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco. (coughs) Um, Those are child actors? What's they the, were good the game actors code? as children. There's no game code. Buzzin.live. Oh, shit. You're right. There is. I know. Fuck. Sorry. Um, but so in this game, uh, you guys, I'm going to read a movie. A name oh, okay, of a movie. Okay, you guys will buzz and a tell me. A whole movie? <laughs> read the script. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, intro. Uh, just kidding. Uh, exterior. <laughs> day. Not, here's, the, here's the code. You guys can play at home, but it's not going to work. 906300. Wait, nine zero six three zero zero. Yes. Cool. Um, and so I, I'll read the name of a, a TV show or movie, and you guys will tell me which. I will say this main actor in Spider Man Three. I'm not going to pull out like some extra who happened to be in it. Um, wh- who, wh- which uh, actor was in said movie as a child? So we say that actor. Yes, you'll okay, say the cool. actor. Yeah. So no, okay. not, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought about making it so that uh, I say a person's name and then you guys just keep saying movies they're in until someone loses, but that's too hard. I missed the rules. We tried this. We just saw, um, so Spider-Man 3 is on in the background. We just saw Uncle Ben's death. And for some reason, I was flashing back to Martin Sheen's death in The Amazing (sighs) Spider-Man. And then also, because of that death, you know what also flashed back? The Departed, where Martin oh. Sheen gets thrown out the oh, window. Oh, <laughs> man, that's a big spoiler for The Departed. Oh. I think, honestly, that's my favorite recent Scorsese. That is a tough movie. Like, it is uh, cynical, and it's crazy. Because yeah. it's, it's a remake of Internal Affairs. Yeah, like, it was a yeah. uh, Korean movie. Um, uh, and then here's what, here's what I'll say about Uncle Ben. He accidentally got, pushed it. I'm oh, sorry. my God. Sorry. Cliff Robertson. Shit. Yeah, Cliff Robertson um, is actually a prolific actor who well, is no longer with us. But He fucking got paid... A lot, because he's in all three of these movies, yeah, and he reshot scenes. So is the on May, shit, huh? on May person. Um, okay, cool. So here we go. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say the name of an actor, and, oh, sorry, the name of a movie, and you guys have to tell me which actor in Spider-Man 3 is in it as a child, and child, I mean under 18, so some of them are 
not Name like the movie, which Bill okay. Kids. Yeah, cool. Uh, and here's the other thing: the loser will have to do some. I'll tell you what the loser has to do. The loser has to do some slam beat jazz poetry about Spider-Man, uh, set to the soundtrack of. No fucking way. Tell me my wife's dancing. Why did you do this baby. to us? It's going to be good. It's just beat poetry. There's literally no way to do it wrong. Here we go. <laughs> I already thought of mine already. Like good. That's what I'm saying. Think about yours. Here we go. Here's the movie. I'll start it off a little easy. Jumanji. John, you texted first. Who's in that movie? Kirsten Dunst. Ooh, yeah, that baby. An easy one. Fuck. John got one. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to keep track of this. No, here's what I'll do. I'll write. I'll write it. One. And Ooh, then Andrew. Very classic. Very classic. All right, here's another movie. Freaks and Geeks. John? James Franco. Yes. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, no. I better warm up your pipes, Andrew. I know, I'm trying. Here's another one. Uh, Interview with a Vampire. You didn't reset our buzzers. Oh. Interview with a Vampire. All right, Andrew. Uh, Christian Dunst. Yes. You guys see that movie? Yeah. Yes. Good it's movie. been a while, actually. Good picture. Brad Pitt's fucking hot. Is he in that movie? Antonio Banderas. Yeah. And so is Tom Cruise, right? Antonio Banderas and Tom Cruise. Wow. Roseanne. John? Roseanne? You Roseanne, said? the TV show. Uh, Toby Maguire. Yes. Here's the next one. Uh, 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 win a date with Todd Hamilton. John? Topher Grace. Yes. Holy shit, John. Yeah. You are a, a, a kid watcher. Yeah, he, yeah, he, that is sure. not like he's <laughs> an adult in that movie. It's oh, just yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> but he plays like a younger. Oh, no. He's the assistant, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, you, fuck. you got that. You flubbed that one. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, okay. I'll go a little harder. This is a movie called The Bonfire of the Vanities by Brian De Palma. John buzzed in. Yeah. I was like, I did not buzz uh, in. Toby McGuire. No. Fuck. Kristen Dunst. Bitch. Are you sure let me guess so that I can nope. get some points back, you fucking bitch? The Tower of Terror, based on the ride. Andrew? Chris Dunst. Yes. All right. All Wait, right. The, she was in that Steve Gutenberg movie, The Tower of Terror? Yep. Star Trek The Next... Ge- oh, hold on. Star Trek The Next Generation. Andrew? Trevor Grace? No. Kristen uh, Dunst. Oh, I was like, no, no. Like, you I can't like, that give one was actually pretty easy. Uh, here we go. Small Soldiers. John? Kirsten Dunst. Yes. Yeah, that one was easy too. Fuck. You know, it's not fair because she's been in more movies than everyone else as a child. Here we go. This is a Woody Allen movie called New York Stories. Andrew? Over Grace. Nope. I don't know. It's Kristen Dunst. Shit. I just told you. This he, is he's trick more questions. Movies. Oh, fuck. Because now I think that all of them are going to be Kristen Dunst and then the one time Kiki's I- Delivery Service by Hia Miyazaki. Andrew? <laughs> Toby McGuire. Nope, it's Kristen Dunst. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, boy. I told you the one time it's not going to be. Hey, it's okay. I'd rather be getting these questions than giving John points. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Andrew? Kristen Dunst. Toby McGuire. That's a big movie. Yeah, I know. Oh, boy. All right, here we go. Um, Never Been Kissed. John? Oh, shit. Uh, Kristen Dunst. No. Fuck. That is James Franco, baby. Never been kissed. You guys haven't seen that movie? Nope. All right. That 70s show. Oh, shit. John? <laughs> Topher Grace. Yes, baby. <laughs> I can't believe oh. I hesitated on that. I, was like, huh? <laughs> I made eye contact with you, too. Fucking hot. This is over already. 21 Jump Street. This one's worth five points. Shut the fuck up. John, you got it, but I'll give Andrew a chance. No, you uh, 21 Jump Street, the show? The show. So think about that. Toby Maguire. 
No. Fuck. Andrew. Oh, fuck. I got ink all over my hand. Think about how Permanent old. Ink. Think about how old 21 Jump Street the show is. Early 90s. <coughs> Christian Dutz? No. That's over. It was Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot who was in this movie. One last one. This one will be worth. 50 points. <laughs> a thousand points. Ready? It's uh, here's the here's a trick. This is why it's gonna be worth more. There are two oh, actors that were child actors in this movie. From this movie? From the from, from Spider-Man like Spider 3. Three. They're both in this. It's Mona Lisa Smile. John, you guess first, but Andrew, you'll have a turn. No, okay. He's got it already. Mona John, Lisa what Smile. Two John actors were in Mona Lisa Smile. He's got it. Um, it's Kirsten Dunst is one of them. Okay. And then the other one is... Hurry up, bitch. Thomas Hayden Church? No. Fuck. Andrew, you have a chance to win. Kirsten okay. Dunst and Tobey Maguire. No. Right. It's Kirsten Dunst. And James Franco? And Topher Grace. Oh, oh, fuck. We're both in Mona Lisa's smile. So, you know what that means. With yep. a grand total of six, John, you win. Andrew, you got two right, but that's fine because I feel... I don't think Andrew's ever done slam poetry before. This is going to be good. Oh, yeah. Here's what I'll do. I'll start I'll play the music, and i got to figure out how to add this in post. Um, but you just have to make it about Spider-Man. Wait, yeah, what? Make a poem about Spider-Man. A poem? Have yeah. you ever seen a So I Married an Axe Murder? Like where he's just like nope. going down? Nope. All right. So uh, I'll give you, you want to hear, here's what I'll do. I'll do it with you. There you go. All right. I, I guess. I'll, I'll do the beginning part and uh, yeah. Thwip, thwip. Yeah, 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 baby. Get your fingers ready for snapping because here's some. Rapping. Rapping. Ooh. John, why don't you fucking do it? That was good. <laughs> All right. I got to take my headphones off because I can't hear. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, Spider-Man, baby. Mmm, yeah. Uh, 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 Uncle Ben is dead. It's all in your head. I shoot big webs. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> thwip, thwip. I'm about to hit you with this whip. Uh, it's made of web. Yeah, wh nice. In the chill of night at the sea. Of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> he arrived. I was getting just in time. Yeah, just in time. Spider maybe? Man. Yeah. Spider. Yeah, it's your turn man. now, Emmanuel. Yeah, I, I again? do fine. Yeah. No, John, do it. John, do you do it? Go. Uh. Oh yeah. Sandman. Sand man. Mm. See through late water. <laughs> I told you. Now I'm just like now yeah. I'm just like uh, Now he's just saying all symbiote is black. Oh, comes from the sky, likes crack. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> That's really good. That's not really good. Oh, I'm Sandman likes crack. You fucked up. <laughs> oh shit! All right, well that was our game. My God, that was that was one of the bad, the worst ones, but I think it's gonna be funny. We're having Hopefully. a good time. Uh, we'll be right back with more <laughs> Spider-Man Three. The theme song, you're like in the chill of night yeah. at the scene of you the You know, crime. there really is no bad way to do jazz. Sometimes they just repeat the same thing over yeah, again. That's what I was thinking. Um, have you seen? No one's seen. So I married an axe murder. Like um, he's with a, Mike Myers. Yeah, Mike yeah, Myers is a, is a poet. He's and funny he, when he does. He it, goes though. in there and he's just like, all he's doing is like repeating the yeah. same thing. He's like trees or some tree, shit. Tree, 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 and yeah. then like takes a pause and then says an, another like a line or something. I went to an art show where and 
it was really good. <laughs> Someone did sounds poetry. pretentious if yeah. you're about to do like be poetry. He did. She did. And what she did was she said she was like uh, she was uh, uh, this is what it was about horses. She said white horse, black horse, brown horse, and then it like she kept repeating. Uh, I guess uh, what would you call them like adjectives for horses and then she got really sad she was like sick horse dead horse dead horse right, like yeah. no joke dead horse and then it just ended Corpse and horse. everyone was like whoa she thought glue <laughs> that would have been a better ending. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, what, where was that on the on the your jazz? Well, right? no, yeah. I, I, I think we just like got into it, and then we we're like, "All right, that's enough." Let's get like, back into it. Let's <laughs> read. Um, we're talking more about Spider-Man Three. Let's talk about the villains. There are three in this movie. One of them is new. One of them is returning, and, and uh, the other. Oh, I guess the other, one, the other one should be in there. Yeah, the other one is random. So. Who do you think? That, I mean, obviously, Topher Grace's character Brock is a villain not only in his professional life but also in the, the Spider-Man life. Okay, as uh, in his as, non-professional life, <laughs> on as his hobby, yeah, as and a Spider-Man fetish. Ooh, uh, don't fetishize spiders. Yes. Um. So we have uh, Topher Grace, play- Topher Grace, Topher Grace, play- Topher Grace playing Eddie Brock. Who, um, if I'm being completely honest, the character of Eddie Brock in this movie is very interesting because I do like that mirror aspect, and I think it's it's a little bit more layered than let's say Tom Hardy's character Ooh, that he plays shots the same thing. Fire Tom Hardy. That being said, I mean the Tom Hardy character is a little bit way more Venom, obviously, than yeah. this character. I mean way it's all more. Venom. Yeah, I mean yeah, but I'm saying we like the the take. Or Venom. <laughs> we are Joker. <laughs> we. But I do like Eddie Brock's take on this. Root? It is a very unconventional choice. We are farmers. Sorry. J.K. Simmons. I know. Boom. Back around, baby. But you, if you're going to introduce the black suit and the symbiote, there's almost like, and if you're going to do it to Spider-Man, it's almost like you kind of have to do Venom in a way, sort of. Here's what I'll tell you about this. This He was not someone well, that was in the cards for Spider-Man 3. Oh, definitely Sam not, Raimi yeah. wanted Ben Kingsley to play Vulture. And I think Sandman was the other... I think Sandman was like yeah. a, a favorite of Raimi to do, too. Like, Sandman was going to be in it because he wanted to uh, have his visual effects team do the effect of Sandman, yeah. basically. <laughs> he, he He's very open about the fact that he thought it was going to be visually interesting to have someone be created by sand, come together and with he's sand. Like, he's basically, because the Sandman, the Flint Marco character, um, even in the comics in this movie, it's played by Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. Um, Sandman is one of the, I would say, like a... Uh, like a high level yeah. villain that like ridiculous, is, super impossible. Yeah, exactly. You can't like, like to beat be. him. Yeah, like they. I you think have to they, heat him up and then break him like glass, or you have to throw, make him with water. Him, yeah, they isolate him on an island. I think Shield does in the comics. Like they kind of just leave him there because they you can't do anything with him. Really, it's, you know. And 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 he's the hardest level when you're playing the Game Boy Spider Man too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, don't get me started with Sand because just like Anakin, I yeah, hate it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate Sand. Baby. Crack. Um, but yeah, I I. I you know, in his story, his importance to Spider-Man is revealed later as his connection with the murder of Uncle Ben. But without that, it would almost seem like he is just a, a like a like a villain. That, yeah, yeah, just a, that's born that, yeah. and happens to be in New York. So that's why. Um, there's also Harry returning in in a big way um, to, I guess, fill his father's shoes, uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, as 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 Green Goblin or is he something else? Green now? Goblin two. That's what New Goblin or something like that, right? Or something? Pro- sure. uh, yeah, I don't know. The yeah, Green I actually goblin. don't know what the fuck it's called. But it is like yeah, it's a it's a second Green Goblin esque character. Sequel. And um, he's only barely a villain because right. for, he mm-hmm. he actually ends somewhere in between villain and forgiving friend. 
Right, yeah. And it's um because his, of his amnesia. <laughs> again, his stuff is actually it's it's kind of executed poorly, but you kind of saw this coming because they they this is one of the threads that like was started in Spider-Man Two, actually in Spider-Man One. You know, whenever like you know Harry kind of sees, yeah, sees um Spider-Man leaving. What have you done? Yeah, exactly. What and have so, you like, done? That storyline comes to a head here, and it's it's kind of weirdly done. Um, yeah, and also, sure. like I, what Andrew was saying earlier, the costume design on this new Goblin isn't kind of that cool it's uh, it's like kylo turning to the good side just wearing a sweater yeah basically and then um we you know <laughs> but fired. he's kind of sidelined until until they're not like at the very end they all everything comes back around at the very end in a, in a giant like you know climactic fashion but. there's a lot that happens with him that happens very quickly he, I, I, I joke about it but he gets amnesia in this he also gets a scar uh, like there's a lot that happens with uh Harry in this and just as a character from you know trying to kill his best friend for killing his dad forgetting about it re-remembering it trying to break up MJ it's like you know first we break his heart <laughs> there's a line in the this thing right Osborne. Yeah. and then and then getting mar- uh, you know beat up again to where he gets a scar and then coming back I mean that's a whole movie on its own yes, but it's definitely. just one of the things that happens. happening yeah and I think that's why Drew said um, I mean th- I think the movie also, like, you know, um, the movie would have benefited by just, like, removing one of these villains out. Yeah. The trouble is, I don't know how you would do that because... It's just, I mean, it's... Cause who, you, who would you, you take out? I think I would just take out Sandman. Well, if you get out... I, mean, I guess so. I guess you're right. Because if you take out... But <laughs> I like the Sandman character because he's a classic... He's a classic Spider-Man character. And I guess <sighs> in the... Um, well, it just fits from what they're, what they're going for from the first two. Because, like, those first two are very classic Spider-Man villains. Um, You know, you had... Uh, Fuck, I forgot the Gobbies. Oh, Goblin, and then you had um, you have Doc, uh, Ock. Doc Ock. The other one, logical one to do after that would be like a Sandman or like a, a Vulture type of thing. Venom is a very, again, like, you know, I don't know why they didn't save him for part yeah. whatever, but um, I would they, say you, you remove Venom and you have to remove the black suit storyline. Yeah. Because like... Because you you're stuck with you're stuck with Venom. Yeah. Because and then, because, but and then like, I don't know, because if you take the black suit out of it, then, you know, that's... That's it's where Venom fine. comes from. Yeah. Like, but, what, really, like, but if you take Sandman out of it. Yeah, okay. you could still keep the other two. Technically, I would say, like, you know, remove, oh, because you need the hairy payoff. So, like, I think, yeah, the hairy and I guess you're right. The hairy payoff. That's to... what I call uh, my dumps. <laughs> yeah, <ew. laughs> God, this is so fucking gross. <laughs> this is not like a hairy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I grew I like myself you... like a cat. <laughs> It's so fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, but Andrew, what were you um, saying? What if they just re- omitted like Green Goblin? They were like, we've already done this Green Goblin yeah. thing like once. You can't. Before. I mean, it was been, it's been two, two movies of build up. Like people wanted to see that. Harry. But mm-hmm. also, to be honest, the black suit in Spider Man in comics doesn't come out. The, like for the first appearance, Venom doesn't come out. It's in Secret Wars. And it's just a black suit. Yeah, I mean that's totally so you true. Could have done that in you this one, like, maybe. You just throw know. the black suit away. No, because like when he tears it off Night in monkey. dramatic fashion, <laughs> that's like, funny. He, uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting because it's a lot in a, in a movie, and it's not to say that it's it's impossible to do this much in a movie. No, definitely not. There's like three dance numbers. That they do, they, they do the twist and they, yeah. they the jazz club scene, and then there's the one on the street. You know the the, the storyline that I felt a little the the most disappointed in is is actually Mary Jane's because. I mean, it. you know, there's so much developing with her. She's beaten down a lot. I mean, sometimes literally in that jazz club, but in, I'm talking about in her life. Like, you know, she loses her job. She gets bad reviews. She's distant from Peter. But I feel like she just should have said something. Oh. <laughs> like at the beginning. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like if this she, was if getting she, if she just would have been like, God damn it, hey, like I uh like I lost my job. Yeah. And you're like, oh fuck. Like, she does hide a lot of it, but also well, he's not he's not available for her for well, a while. But also not, like yeah. he, he tries to comfort her at the beginning and she doesn't want to hear it. Like yeah. she just wants like could you be sad with me too? That's what I'm saying, and marriage I'm like, story uh, style. Yeah, what? it definitely is uh, marriage like, story what's happening? But, you know, like, we talk about all this complex stuff in the relationship, but it still just ends with her getting captured. That's the thing that I was like, damn yes. in distress. Like and, and and at the end they just hug again like it's, it's fine a, yeah They're like the, hey the, the cycle I, continues I love you, you start again because the, you saved me this is where you start like the tropes um that were set up in the first two movies don't work because it is kind of like they just reused them yeah um especially in that final battle because yeah you're right they just all they do is just take mary jane again it's not like she doesn't want to be saved again or she he's not going to try to save her again does that make sense like what yeah. if he's like she's not my girlfriend oh <laughs> damn okay. where's gwen yeah. um yeah <laughs> well, well let's talk about gwen a little bit she's bryce dallas howard, bryce dallas howard. the of of uh, of black mirror directing fame mm-hmm. um, of mandalorian directing fame didn't she write uh, that one episode she's in, or that's, I don't know. She's uh, in the, she's in an episode of Black Mirror. Remember? She's in Jurassic World. She's also Ron Howard's daughter, and she's yes. in lots of stuff. Lots of, yeah, but, but uh, what did you think about her? Because she's also a pretty big uh, character to include now in the Spider Man. <laughs> we already added like three new villains, but also Gwen Stacy's here. Right, Gwen Stacy is a giant character in the Spider Man lore. Um, to have Dick. her. To have her in this movie is again, but like you just said, one too many things. I I it do. Think that it does add to the you know, again the the you said the square the love square there and it, it's interesting but you don't really get well a now lot it's of, a pentagon you don't really get the payoff for that though because like you can totally tell Peter doesn't really like her at all like you can not that like likes her like that I think he likes he's using her almost he's using sort her. of but even then like before he turns you know um, faux emo or like your faux evil with a <laughs> FOMO? With, the, with the black suit um, he's not like you know. I don't think he really has the whole like he's still oblivious like he's just like oh it's just this chick yeah and like um but she um she plays it very well and she does look the part like Gwen Stacy she looks like Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. like a obviously like an older Gwen Stacy because like the, all of these people aren't teenagers yeah um but you're right I mean it is one extra character that like okay, now we're getting really complicated just even I'm tripping myself up just trying to keep him uh like you know talking about them because <laughs> it's just there's so many like stuff that's there's so much stuff in this it's 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 the thing we talk about in the revenge of the sequels like uh bigger um yeah it's just better more faster more harder intense. uh wetter yeah are you, are you just quoting the daft punk song? faster faster yeah harder, I'm, better, I'm faster uh, stronger i'm done i'm going to bed um, but what are what are some other big uh, when I mean, Stacy characters does not die like yep. the way she does in the lore? Not well, that that she needs to have her neck snapped. Yeah, not that she needs to, but also she's not a very giant important character to Peter like the way she is in the comic. She's also she's, she's obviously a, she's a side. Yeah, she's um side piece because yeah. character um you know Gwen Stacy is Peter's first girlfriend and Mary Jane is his eventual wife. So like you know that they don't they kind of now don't do that. He double dipping in this one. <laughs> yeah, in this he one is. he technically double is yeah dipping. He's Triple finger dipping. he's Four, finger quadruple he, dipping. He's finger pointing everyone, so he he wants it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about J.K. Simmons. Uh, I, I think I, this that, is my least favorite um performance. Well, my least favorite. Uh, like I said before, we are farmers. <laughs> no, of the of the trilogy, like it's his least best. Yeah, like I guess least. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, I guess it's it's he it's his weakest. Most here. It's his weakest. Uh, Jameson role. There you go. Hmm. Yeah, he, he is. He still has a vendetta against Spider Man, but he plays a bigger role because he is the decision maker at the at the at the bugle. The bugle. Yeah. That that the yeah. And 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 so you know, 
Topher Grace's character obviously is a Works professional. Yeah, and 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 I, I I get what you're saying because there's a moment where he, uh, like Mr. Krabs, like me, uh, tries to buy a camera from a kid in this movie. I don't know if you remember. It's pretty goofy. Yeah. You know what sucks is that like that's what I think you you remember most of yeah. of him in this movie that scene. And that scene's horrible. And it's weird. Yeah, you kind of forget he's in... I mean, there's a also like a dumb anger, like, you know, where he's trying to take his not pills that scene one. at the beginning. Yeah, like Not that one. It's okay, but it's not like... It's not the scene... Like, the interactions he has with Peter, like, in Spider-Man 2, like, yeah. that's... that. Those are gold. Well, like, it's you, just... It's hilarious. One of the big I, parts happened... I did like the serious one, where he's like, you're fired, like, I have to print a retraction. Yes, like, yes. Yeah, that's, that's a different one, like, like, because he does, he does like, turn serious, I, I like, feel crazy. like uh, Whiplash is about to happen. <laughs> That's, like, that's what I'm bringing up because uh, there is that interesting Photoshop thing that happens in the movie. Yeah. What did you guys think about that? I thought it happens. Yeah, it happens, <laughs> and I think yeah. it's it's a plagiarism. That's probably one of the best parts of the movie because it is really cool to see what Eddie Brock will do to kind of get the job. And, Fucking sleep. And I think it's it. Fucking it blows sleaze. up in his face so well because of the fact that Peter really is Spider Man. And, and he's like, that's that's not what I it's did. It's funny because like Peter's evil, but you're like, I'm evil right now too because like I agree with this shit. Mm. Like fuck yeah, give it to him, give it to him hard. Yeah, it's a, it, yeah. And he humili- humiliates him literally in front of like everybody. Yeah, he like, puts him the, through his picture frame like boom. He's never gonna work physically. in this town again. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know that because later on he's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> and that's what people who don't have jobs and who are ashamed to wear know, on yeah, the street yeah, fucking wear hoodies. Like, it's funny because it's not like <laughs> his clo- hoodies and go to church. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's it is a lot of old school yeah. filmmaking stuff like that. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, sure. you know, it's all going to church to pray. Ward, he's to pray down to in the dumps. It, yeah, it, and it's and it, you can imagine them having these conversations where they're like, oh, his character. Uh, like Toby Maguire's character, Eddie Brock's character changes. What should we do? Let's change their clothes. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, yeah, because like that'll, that'll really yeah. make them hold totally yeah. it in, baby. Let's have them wearing black now, or let's have them wearing a hoodie <laughs> <laughs> to show that things are different. And, and, th- and there's a moment like that, too, with Sandman, when he finds a green striped shirt. that They make a big deal out of that moment. Bro, that's because that's what he wears, I bro. know, and that's bro, what I was like, what? I, was like, oh, yeah, I get right. what's happening. I love that's it. That's totally I was like, right when he brings cool. up yeah. the, the shirt. And he I holds did. it up. You know what's awesome is that he looks exactly like Sandman from like a book or from anything from the video games it looks, yeah he looks really really good yeah but at the same it's time goofy a little yeah. bit like yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. Ex- like, you know, well like, yeah exactly it'd be like having the vulture look exactly like and you're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> some fucking perv is <laughs> some fucking chicken costume uh my favorite sandman moment when he when he turns into sand and holds the locket up and it like goes through his fingers and he becomes sand. It's like <laughs> That's an ex- your favorite moment. Uh, it's, it's so sandy. It's and so also the scientists who are doing whatever test on the sand see a life form and they're like, it's, it's probably just a bird. Yeah, they're, they don't <laughs> have kill actual. It. Kill it. <laughs> I love the fact that these scientists don't have actual eyes on whatever experiment no they're cameras. doing. No cameras. <laughs> and then also the, after the experiment, no one checks whatever they were doing. Well, I like on how easy it <laughs> they're was. They're just like, we did it. Let's walk, Let's go home. <laughs> I like on how easy it was to get access. He's like, let me climb this one fence. <laughs> And like they're this, doing tests in Central Park. <laughs> yeah, it's like this super crazy big like scientific. He experiment waited that for could, the like, thing to turn on before he wanted to run. <laughs> I, it, bro, I wonder what if they came back and they're like, "Fuck the sand." That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they they didn't even come back. They just did it. And they're <laughs> like, like, "Let's we fucking did it. Let's do it again." Out. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow we're doing water. <laughs> Hydro, Hydro man. man. Uh, he turns it to. So let's talk about Sandman's death here. He kind of just he just <laughs> He joins one with the force or something. Yeah, he, he drifts away into sand. It, like. Demolecularizes him. I don't know. 
but it's he doesn't some, some science it's work. a choice he looks back and he's like oh fuck and then just oh and when he leaves at the very end oh, yeah. like he's, oh, he's forgiven yeah. like because he um Peter yeah. forgives him basically, yeah. and he then becomes he just... a fart in the wind. <laughs> and that's kind of interesting because he's out there then. <laughs> a turd in the wind. Because like, he doesn't like die de- the other time. He doesn't die with water. Like... He comes back. No, yeah, he blew. Up. Apparently, he said he was going to go see his daughter, and I was like, "You're going to get, you're going to freak your daughter out like, if you show up like that." <laughs> Dusted. <laughs> I don't know. Crop dust. I know you're going to see his wife coughing dust in the next morning. I'm just kidding. You, she won't have anything to do with him. You see her farting out sand. Back to rim jobs, baby. We're come back around. Yeah, you see like sand all over like her mouth. <laughs> like leaking oh out my of It's like a little lighthouse Willem Dafoe just <laughs> <laughs> That's a spoiler. He swallows dirt. <laughs> um yeah, there's a lot going on in this. Uh, is, I know. It is what, what do we much. not talk about when it comes um so Elfman didn't stick around for this movie, um apparently. It's I, didn't, a different, I didn't know that. It's a different composer. Apparently him and um and uh Raimi had a falling out during um Spider Man two. Um, they've Whoa. since, you know, obviously made up because they've done other movies. Wizard of Oz, together. I think, is Sam Raimi. Well, and then also no, think, not Wizard of Oz, but um, well, no, uh, Elfman, you mean? Not Oz the yeah. Powerful. Oh, but yeah. no, like I mean, he, I think he came back for like Christopher Young did the music. Christopher for Young, this. yes, exactly. I don't uh, know. He did The Grudge. Elfman came back for <laughs> I don't know, like I think Drag Me to Hell or something. So like I think they Ooh, Drag Me to Hell Fire. They've uh, they've made up since then. <laughs> Yeah, drag, um, drag down the... Um, yeah, so, like, I think... Um, but also, some of the score in this is still... Like, the iconic Spider-Man score is still there. Um, uh, to be honest, the score is the best part of this movie. Some of the new... Uh, it, yes, plays right. the, it plays it at the beginning, uh, like uh, like the typical Spider-Man intro, and I was like, damn, There are part. some cool new themes in it. Like, I think I like... I dig Sandman's theme a lot. I don't think... I don't dig Venom's theme at all. Like, the this black suit. Eddie. That's a... Uh, I don't like that the the Venom theme or the black suit theme in this one, but the the Sandman Ven- theme is pretty fire. Cool. I think they should reuse it if they ever introduce it. <laughs> I do like the, but yeah, like the the score is still pretty good. I think Christopher Young does a good job of taking over. Most of the themes are already established. I feel like from uh yeah from you know from uh well shit from Danny Elfman. So I don't think there was a whole lot of a uh, you know um difficulty there. But like you know, or he had a lot to work with. But I do think that the score is one of the more you know it's one of the better parts of this movie. Um, what else? What else? Isn't the Bill Pope cinematography? Uh, hold on. It's actually pretty good. Oh, sorry. He was watching porn. Yeah, it's Bill Pope. Yeah, Bill Pope is a... Of The Matrix. We just talked about The, the Matrix. Matrix. And Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright's movies. Yes, he's a great um, cinematographer. I always watch anything that Bill Pope does. Alita Battle Angel. Alita! Yes, um, you can totally the tell. Too, the way he lights stuff. He lights stuff that like, kind of warm. And um, it's it's really awesome. Uh Bill Pope's cinematography is great. I'm, I'm pulling up some uh, some things because we're going to, in a little bit, talk about the future of Spider-Man or the, the canceled Spider-Man 4. But I will say this. There was an editor's cut of this movie that came out in 2017, and it was shorter. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, I think we I own the editor's cut. I've never seen it before. That makes sense. It's the editor's crazy. cut. You don't get that a lot. You get the director's cut a lot, but the editor's cut, what? The screenwriter's cut. I know. Right? Like, <laughs> the Tobey yeah. Maguire cut. Yeah. Topher Grace. And he doesn't know what he's doing. Topher so Grace, re- Grace recut the prequels, the Star Wars oh, prequels. Yeah. He should recut these. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And, 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 oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm recutting all of the 70s show. I just cut it all. <laughs> it's the title sequence like, and then credits. It's only that 80s show, the pilot. I want to talk about the Spider-Man 4 uh, movie that Rami was. Rami. Rami. Remy Malik. Remy the Rat from Ratatouille was attached to direct. Um, no, but Sam Raimi was attached to direct this. Everyone was set to come back. They were even considering doing 
two movies at one concurrently filming two right, sequels uh-huh. at, at once. Um, and it just kind of died in development. Yeah. Um, Cause of the way the, um, I think cause of the way from what I remember, um, they didn't want to give Raimi time to work on the script. I yeah. think they had already hit the release date and Raimi wanted more. Raimi was down for it. Like he wanted to do more. Um, Raimi pulled out in 2010. Right. Yeah. Pulled then, out King. But it was really funny cause it was set to come out like in 2011 or something like very soon after that. Yeah. And, um, and Raimi said he couldn't do a good movie unless he worked on the story a little bit more. And they said that they were, um, they, they couldn't do that. And so Raimi pulled out and there, and he was like, you can kind of, you're planning your reboot anyway. Cause apparently they already had a reboot in the cards for when Spider-Man four, you know, whenever Ended. he closed it in. Yeah. Here, here are the things that we missed out on. We missed out on lizard, uh, missed out on vulture, vulture right? by yeah. John Malkovich, John Malkovich and Hathaway Vulture-ish. as Felicia Hardy. Yeah. Um, an affair, that happens between Felicia uh, and, and 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 Tobey Maguire again because yeah, see, like we you would be, just hate him at this point, would be, wouldn't we? He's such an asshole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the storyline was Vulture buys uh, the Daily Bugle. Yeah, see, and that Adrian Toomes, and then having because um, Felicia Hardy was um, as everyone knows the the lore in the comics. Felicia Hardy is the character of the Black Cat. Um, I, Raimi's movie, she was going to be retooled into a female version of the Vulture, mm. like that partners up with Malkovich, basically. That's interesting. Yeah, well, it would have been weird to see, and I'm kind of glad we didn't see it. Also, I'm really glad yeah. we didn't see it in general because Raimi has this tendency to kind of do weird things with his villain's looks. So I'm just imagining John Malkovich as Adrian Toomes probably looked like the vulture you're thinking of. Like it's like what Drew's saying. Like you know, he's like, like with feathers. Yeah, like this old man has person. like a yeah, like this old man basically also, has a. I would say second <laughs> hardest villain in the Game Boy Spider-Man game is a uh, is, is a uh, is vulture. vulture. Yeah. Yep, because he flies. Yeah, and it's it's so weird that though that everybody was set to come back one more time, but instead what they did, and we're going to talk about this movie because this think, was already now this would have been now post Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like this would yeah. have been a, a sequel like set in uh, the new the Silver Age of of comic book movies, where like you know the MCU was about to start picking up steam, and and and. Instead, what they decided to do was uh, reboot, reboot it yeah. completely, and we're going to talk about those movies later, later on. Um, obviously, Tom Holland is n- the current Spider-Man, the reigning Spider-Man Right, yeah. But uh, the one of our before time. him was, um, you know, obviously, like after yeah. Spider-Man 4 kind of died, they um, quickly me- rebooted it and um, Very got the, the Amazing Spider-Man franchise yeah. with um, with Andrew Garfield and um, Emma Stone. Which we'll talk about soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but let's let's wrap up our thoughts. What did you guys think of Spider-Man 3? I don't... I guess we don't, you don't have to wrap up all of the Raimi-verse if you don't want to. I um, think it... I think it's essential viewing if you're a fan of, of the first two. Because it does kind of... In a way, it does wrap up the... Like, it, it, it was baffling that there was going to be a four. Because this movie kind of does end, um, you know, with a with, you know with a period, basically. Like, it's just, You know, it's over. Um so, like, hearing a four, ideas for the four, and then, you know, you said, like, you know, the affair with Felicia Hardy, like, that's, you're just doing the same thing again. You're, like, just, you you're know, just throwing a wrench in, in it again. Yeah, exactly. And you're just kind of, like, you know, I almost guarantee you that, like, what was the ending to that? Like, you know, they kidnapped Mary Jane or something? Like, you know, again. And then, and yeah, she's exactly. In, a, in another way, going to fall again. Right. She and, should just wear a parachute. Mary Jane should just always wear a parachute. Yeah, she should just, just, just travel with one. Um, and, like, she's, she's Spider Man's girlfriend. Wasn't Spider Man just, like, make her some web. Shooters. Oh wait, no, he, they come out of his arms in this one. Yeah, it's his real um, life. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Like I think like it's it's a good thing to watch to wrap up the Raimi universe. Um, you know, because like you know you you get these um really cool moments 
in this movie. That, that that's only it. Like I want to say, like the whole thing is like an experience. But you get some really cool moments. Um, one of them that is not playing on screen right now. We're watching the the walking down the street part. Oh yeah, <laughs> Fing- finger gun me, baby. But you do get some really cool like action sequences. Um, for some reason, I still kind of like the transformation of Venom, even though it comes very late. And again, you're at this point, you're like, really, mm. like. Um, cause it is really cool to see. He also has, uh, not to besmirch his voice, but it, it, it's also just Topher Grace, his voice. Yeah, it's not like anything different like that. And, um, it's really funny cause like Venom just looks like a, like a, like another Spider-Man. Yeah. Cause he's so like small. The head's a little different, but yeah, that's the head's a, a little different. I mean, um, they, they, we, we're going to talk about the new Venom at some point, right. but that, that one's pretty thick. Right. Yeah. And then, Swole. um, it's really cool to see, I think if you're a Venom fan, it's cool to see the symbol cause like Venom... In the movies, um, because or in the Tom Hardy movie, since that symbiote was never bonded with uh, Spider-Man, you don't um, see his symbol, like his like his mm, logo. Yeah. And this one, since it was like you know you, you see, see that it. you see that actual logo on him, so that's pretty cool. Speaking of rim jobs, uh, rim jobs, uh, Venom has that that uh, thin, that that tongue that's perfect for rim jobs. Yes, but that tongue is not sure. in this movie. If you oh noted. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He just has a big mouth. Huh. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it would. Um, Spider-Man three and the um, you know there are worse superhero movies out there. Um, no, maybe, no yeah, maybe. there are. There are. Um, maybe you know I think I'd take Spider-Man three over Amazing Spider-Man two if I had to. Uh, I think like again like if you're a fan of the the Raimi ones I don't know why you wouldn't watch this one just to see how it all wraps up. Yeah, it wraps it up in a very messy sloppy way, but it wraps it up nonetheless. And it is a really um, it's kind of like a little uh, like a time capsule. It's like a, about yeah. Because right after this, superhero movies were set to change in tone and in um you know in the way in the style that they were made, um it's one of the last like, one of the last like classic, um, classic you know cinema superheroes basically. Yeah, and I'll say this about this movie: Sam Raimi really solidified Spider-Man as the New York superhero. Like it, right? Th- yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not talking about just the backgrounds and things, but it was you know uh, all of the side characters had the. So, like the the mentality of New Yorkers and America, and when the first one came out, it was uh you know it was pretty close to nine eleven, and it, that was a really important theme that I think helped Spider Man was here's a here's a, a regular kid who's you know doing more to help the police, which is kind of a, uh, and then Venom's the opposite of that now, but um but yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's it's kind of an interesting time capsule. You're right. Um, and Spider-Man three has more of, of the stuff that, that Spider-Man helped invent, um, which is, you know, intercutting between the creation of a villain and having it directly, uh, affecting Spider-Man. Like none of these are random villains. This is the closest we get to a random villain is Sandman in this movie, Mm -hmm. but Doc Ock was connected uh, you know, uh, obviously Green Goblin was connected and that was something that Spider-Man did, uh, like the first one and the second one and this one in a, in a weird way, but having, uh, even the villains connected to the main character. And I think that's something that we're going to, we see now in every single superhero movie. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, exactly. not, you know, Lex Luthor just happens to be the big bad guy. So yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. that anymore. Yeah. It's exactly. uh, so it's nice. It's very human. Uh, very human. Mm-hmm. Drew, do you have any thoughts on final um, thoughts on Spidey 3? I think that um, two out of three ain't bad. Villains yeah. and like movies in general? No, I think like uh, like he was due for a loss. Though, like it makes sense. Like not all. Not, it's, if it's usually there I mean, are very rare trilogies where every single one are good. Yeah. And so again, like I, I get it. 
Like you, you had to I try, it, right? You're totally right. Yeah, because I was like, well, like you had to try. And normally it, it wouldn't is a be third, weird. Like it was it, only two movies. Normally yeah. it is the third movie that kind of flubs it. Like yeah, it's true. And so like that's what I'm saying. Like is this new to us? No. So I'm like whatever. I mean, All right. That's a very uh, uh, neutral take uh, on Spider-Man Three. Uh, I. Uh, what do you, uh, yeah, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you, uh, what do you guys have to play? What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you? Uh, listen to this, because we're going to be doing more gems like <laughs> Spider-Man 3 in the future. <laughs> this is um, a gem movie. I like it. I, um, yeah. Like, gem in the holograms? Yeah. It's uncut. Oh. Uh, that's true. It's not the editor's cut. You yeah. didn't watch the right cut. It's the uncut gem. That, that scene, we just missed it, though. Fucking. Yeah. He says something to the waiter, too, when he gets there. He's like, you know. Yeah, me. weird. Hey, like, find me some shade, baby. Yeah, and then like she reacts to it like in a positive way. Yeah, she's like, weird. "Oh my god." Anyway, um, listen to. Um, oh my god. Listen to Countdown to Infinity Volume Four, um, and go to the Patreon and listen to all the exclusive goodies. Listen to. Uh, That's listen so good. To about Countdown to Skywalker. We still got some. <laughs> we've kind of slowed down, but like we we still got some pretty cool things planned for y'all. We just need to get that timing right whenever we record. We're those talking things. about Star Wars games. Yes, uh, yes, especially the Star Wars games. That's gonna actually yeah. happen. Nope. Probably before Clone any of the Wars. other ones. The Clone Wars, yes, because there is a new um, trailer that was out for um, for the new season, which is um, Andrew said that's the real ending to the Skywalker saga. It's, yeah, exactly. It's if true because technically it. it's after the last one. The yeah. last one. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, maybe. Yeah, the Galaxy's yeah. Edge one. Galaxy's um, Edging. New episode of. Uh, you said maybe, bitch. No, I'm saying an episode of it. Oh, yeah. I'm saying we're going, but I don't know if we're going to like... New season of Revenge of the Sequel. It's going to be worth talking about. (laughs) Uh, New season of ROTS is starting, Revenge of the Sequel. It's going to be pretty fun. Um, Yeah, listen to all that. So much good stuff. So much good stuff. Andrew? So good. So good. So good. So good. Um, Yes, your plugs, John. Yes. Uh, I plug your plugs. Yes, uh, Queen, come through. Yes, um, slay. Yeah. Who else? I don't know. I don't, I'm out. Yeah, that's it. Just that, those cool. are the only ones. Uh, but also, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you like Spider Man, then I work at a comic book shop, and I mean, there's a ton of Spider Man lore and some crazy awesome ones like the uh, uh, you know Spider Verse. It's got to be the most profitable superhero for Marvel. It's it's Marvel's poster boy for sure. Yeah. And so um, he's super popular, hot in the the streets, and even hotter in the sheets. <laughs> What about in the kitchen? Is I it mean, a... no? I mean the, the the like the sheets is in the comic books, mm. the hot sheets. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, I get you. And so um, I took a hot yeah, sheet yeah, yesterday. You, you pervert! <laughs> oh shit! I ate hot Cheetos all day long. <laughs> you just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hot, 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 hot. I, I sheeted all over the place. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you like this podcast and uh, you like rim jobs, then boy, do we have some audio rim job. Oh well, no, that's not what Mm-mm. this is. Nope. I, I might edit that out. Uh, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash DelphinPod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. Um, you'll get exclusive shows uh, about this stuff and then all, a lot of other fun things there, too. Um, and uh, we'll also have uh, uh, some stuff, some merch at tpublic.com. Look for DelphinPod at tpublic.com. A portion of that stuff helps helps us. It helps, yeah, it uh, helps us keep... This stuff online, actually. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read off our top tier, the top tier on Patreon. I want us to give a special thank you. Some of you guys are new. Some of you have been donors on Patreon for a really, really, really long time. Yes, thank you to all those people. They're awesome. Um, and they're around the world. But here, here you go. Katiana Zavala, thank you so much. Joshua Bart, Burton, Aaron Jones, Tito Saldana. I know you guys just bought a shirt, too. And, uh, yeah, Mr. Orchard. Oh, thank you all so much for being our top-tier Patreon subscribers. You guys are great. And one of the reasons why the podcast continues. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. The best. Y'all are awesome. Um, well, let's uh let's do what what uh let's let's do it. <laughs> okay, oh, cool. we're doing it. Cool. Okay, here yeah, we go. Yeah, turn One, the mic off for two, this. All right, here we go. One, I'll two, just three. I'll bend over. Whoa. Oh, oh Lord! Oh shit! I'm doing it to myself. Somebody, come on! I want to have one of my. You started without us. My first shits or whatever we said earlier. What? <laughs> Remember, I said oh, your hairy dumb. Hairy dumb. Yeah, the hot sheets. There's a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, that was the hairy dumb. Hey, we're, we're really, uh, we're really curious about it. <laughs> okay. Alrighty, guys. Later. Bye. Goodbye.